Hey everybody, thanks for checking out this week's episode of My First Sketch at MyFirstSketch.com. I'm Josh Hyam. As always, feel free to subscribe to the show on iTunes or on SoundCloud to get it automatically. You can catch the show on the Stitcher app as well. And I've also been uploading them on YouTube if you enjoy watching audio podcasts on YouTube. You can like the podcast on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MyFirstSketch. You can email me at Josh at MyFirstSketch.com. And follow me on Twitter at my first sketch. Have I told you recently that my first sketch will be doing a live show on Sunday, July 23rd as part of Philly Podfest? It's an afternoon show, 4.30 p.m. at Philly Improv Theater's second stage. Tickets are available at myfirstsketch.com slash July 23. Please come because my guests will be the incredible shrinking Matt and Jackie. One by one, I'm going through the former members of my old sketch group, The Judo Range. Actually, I don't remember if it was ever the Judo Range or just Judo Range. And this is the next in that series. So today's guest is Mike Dieva, formerly one of my castmates and writing partners in Judo Range. The sketch he brought with him is called There is a Light That Never Goes Out, because sketch comedy needs references of the Smiths, and it was written to be filmed. Brian Durkin plays Dez, an anthropomorphic, incandescent light bulb. Mike Dieva plays Madison, a little girl playing on the swings. And I give all the visual information and then do cameos as Sipple, you know, one of those fancy corkscrewy light bulbs, and Barry, who was a moth. So let's get to the sketch. Uh, exterior Playground Day. Extreme wide shot of an average suburban playground on an overcast autumn day. Slides, monkey bars, wood chips, and a low chain link fence. Only a handful of children play on the equipment, and they're relatively quiet, at least as far as children go. Dez leans against a a swing set with his arms folded across his chest, looking forlorn. He holds a lit cigarette and a messenger bag rests at his feet. Madison is sitting on a swing immediately next to him, trying to get her momentum. He thinks for a moment before he begins speaking. So, Kate broke up with me again. I came home drunk, and she just went off on me. I don't think it's even worth trying to fix it this time. Madison looks up at him. He continues staring at the ground. Like you said last time, we've done the off-again, off-again thing enough. I've wasted too much time as it is. I'm not going to live forever, Madison, you know. Madison extends both legs directly in front of her and begins making the small kicking motions with her ankles. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. My father burned out early, and my mom's starting to buzz a little bit herself. Dez takes a drag from his cigarette, making sure to blow the smoke away from the children. Madison begins rocking back and forth again. Can you push me, please? Yeah, sure. You've helped me with so much of my shit, least I can do. Des sticks the cigarette in his mouth and walks around to the back of the swing set. He begins to push the swing, still lost in his own thoughts. Okay, so she's not the one or whatever. I still want to settle down eventually, you know? Have a couple night lights of my own someday. Maybe not right now, but soon. Clock's ticking, man. Des stops pushing, and Madison continues to swing under her own power. Thank you. No problem. I'm just glad I have someone to talk to about this. Want a beer? 
you have a juice box? Sorry, dude. He pulls out a can of beer out of it. He pulls a can of beer out of his bag and cracks it open. He takes a sip and continues his train of thought. Even if I don't burn out, they're just gonna stop making us anyway. No one wants old Sparky anymore. It's all this fancy ass green bullshit. I don't know what the big screaming deal is. Cliffle's got mercury all over the damn place. Way to be environmentally friendly, douche. My teacher says we gotta help the earth. Oh yeah? How many brothers do you have again? This many. Thought so. If you really want to help the earth, tell your dad to get neutered. What's neutered? Des squints into the distance and takes another drag from his cigarette. Okay, have you ever seen your daddy's... Oh, come on. He throws his head back in frustration. Cut to a medium shot of Syphil walking with two ladies, one under each arm, down the sidewalk, past the, past the playground. What's up, Betamax? Say hi to 8-Track for me, chum lord. Syphil gives him the finger, and he and, he and the ladies start, walking, start laughing as they walk. Cut to Dez puts his head down and rubs the bridge of his nose. Madison puts an arm on a hand on his arm. Sophocles says that the keenest sorrow is to recognize ourselves as the sole cause of all our adversities. Think about that before you start being a meanie to people, Dez. Dez looks at her and, uh, and nods slowly. Ooh, hopscotch. Madison jumps off the swing, laughing, and runs off to play with some other kids. Des takes another swig of the beer and another puff of the cigarette, then crosses his arms again. The background fades to black as Des fades to white. And suddenly, the silhouette of a large moth rams directly into Des's side, knocking him back. Ow! God damn it, Barry! Sorry, man, I couldn't help it. I like you. Blackout. Hey, Mike. Hey, Josh. Big fan of the show. All right. Knock it off. (laughs) All right. So I have seen the sketch before. Yes. Uh, So I think you brought it in with when we did the Kevin Allison class together. That is a distinct possibility. I know it started in 101 and then I tried using it everywhere. Where did you get this idea? Um, I think that a precocious child is probably the funniest thing in the world. (laughs) Okay. I have no real reason why. As I say, are you around too many precocious children? No, not at all. Because they can be jerks. <laughs> I think that's generally more the, the rule than the exception. But um, I don't know why it's so funny to me to have a kid like just drop these little tr- truth nuggets on people. Right. Um, I had another sketch. It was later, so I didn't bring it for my first sketch. Um, where Bill Nye has a nervous breakdown on stage and the child who's assisting him decides to take over the show with his uh, thesis on plate tectonics. <laughs> have I seen have, have I read that I one? I doubt it. I doubt it. But um, And if you did, it would be like five years ago and it wasn't uh, that no, funny. Obviously, it was five years ago. But Okay, <laughs> so, all right. So, Sketch 101. Who are you taking Sketch 101 with? Uh, Brian Kelly. And was this, what is this? Is this your, your character? Um, was it, did you have those yeah, distinctions yeah, of character, character parody, satire, all that fish stuff. out of yeah. water? Yeah, exactly. Um, this is almost definitely the character thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I work in green energy, so I've always got like, you know, 
stuff yeah. like this on the brain. So I was like, hey, I bet <laughs> I bet these light bulbs that people are using now would be absolute dicks. So. Um, yeah, I'm sure they would be because, you know, going, oh, we're, Edison, we're Edison's guys, you know, yeah. like, uh, and yeah, the incandescent lamp can be. All right. So let's go all the way back. Let's start at okay. the beginning. What were you into growing up? What made you laugh? Um, the, f- the absolute first thing I remember uh, is being like four years old and my dad is losing his mind uh, on Sunday mornings watching uh, the Three Stooges. Okay, Three Stooges. Uh, shortly after that, The Simpsons started coming on mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of became my thing for a while. Do you have a favorite episode? Oh, God. <laughs> this, this, this question to me uh, is extremely stressful. <laughs> just because oh, my so gosh. Just pick. Just, no, there's so It doesn't many. have to be the actual. Just okay, pick one. Okay, <laughs> shit. Um, all right. No Bart- one knows you're lying. You can just say <laughs> whatever right. you want. Um, the one where Bart and Lisa join opposing hockey teams is amazing. Uh, the monorail episode is an absolute classic. I just saw screenshots for that hockey one, like, oh, for dude. something. <laughs> I haven't seen that actual episode in forever. Yeah, I, when I'm watching an actual hockey game i'll usually end up screaming hack the bone at some point because so. I, I know i've seen that monorail on because the monorail has come up recently so i rewatched that a couple of weeks yes. ago that is i'd that have is to go back and do some fx nowing with that hockey one. Oh yeah it's it's amazing um okay so uh what else are you like a teenager um as a teen- evolution let's go let's go through right. comedy evolution all right um when i started to sort of develop into an actual person um, I had uh, an uncle uh, who was really into the young ones for some reason. Okay. Um, you know, I don't think I've ever seen any young it's, ones. It's extremely of its time. I'm sure. Because <laughs> um, that's that's the Rick Mayall. Yeah, yeah. Edmondson. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, I don't know where he where he, you know, dug it up because this was like probably 1994 or 95. So. They were showing I think it, it got somewhere. syndicated somewhere yeah. over here, either PBS or one of the like premium channels or something. Yeah, but he would always just like shout lines from that at, at me and my my little brother, and we would shout them back at him. And you know, gradually I started like, hey, there's all these weird like sort of odd couple things going on. Maybe that's something that would be cool for me to get into. I think it's on CISO now. I gotta check it out. Yeah, it is. CISO is amazing. I'm I'm way into it. Okay. Um, just because they have all the weird obscure stuff. So, but that's like a sitcom. That's not necessarily a sketch thing. I mean, like it, they're, they're, they're playing the you. same four yeah. characters the whole yeah, time, right? Generally speaking, yeah. Um, but you know, that sort of got me into. Hey, wait, there's you know all this other. I'll I'll get into English comedy for a little bit here. Yeah. So Monty Python uh, came from that. Um, you know, I think I I saw a couple of episodes of Black Adder, but I didn't like get it, man. Um, at that point in time. Uh, but that was also when uh, they started having the kids in the hall and Saturday Night Live on Comedy Central in the afternoon. So you're, yeah, the the Comedy Central reruns are apparently a, a looming large presence. Yeah, that is for ab- all of us. That's the, the gateway drug. All right, so uh, Saturday Night Live, kids in the hall. Do you have a favorite Saturday Night Live cast member? Oh man, I I you I have came listened into this to this podcast. I came into this one prepared. I am gonna pick two names that are not. They're not necessarily my absolute favorites okay. because I get zero bonus points for picking Phil Hartman. Um, but, but there's no <laughs> bonus points for whatever you're gonna do. <laughs> Come on, man! We've got a fantasy league for this show. <laughs> it's um, the worst fantasy league ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Every, Every time somebody cringes at their own material drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, the two names that 
while they're not necessarily my absolute favorites, are the best at things that I can't do. Okay. Number one would be Norm MacDonald mm-hmm. because he just he's he does that one thing, but he does it so entirely and just commits so hard to just like being semi funny. <laughs> his like his update is such a polarizing thing, I think. Like people I are either it. gonna love it or hate it. I absolutely love and it. And I and he was the first update that I really saw, so I really dug him. But then everyone forgets that in the election of 1996, he was Bob Dole. Like, he had that job. <laughs> and, like, my favorite thing of Bob Dole is the, the real world parody. Yes. Like, which you can't find online because I think there's a music rights issue, which is just awful and annoying. Yeah. But it's, it was so funny to me. Like, oh, it was amazing. All right, who was your other, who's but, the other one? Um, the other person who is such a gifted physical comedian that I, and I, I am stiff and wooden on stage, but uh, the most gifted physical com- comedian uh, was Chris Farley. Yeah. Uh, as far as I can, you know, I cannot do that slapsticky pratfall stuff to save my life. And I'm not saying that's the only thing he was good at, but he is so good at that that it makes me jealous. We should have tried to make you fall more. <laughs> Back in the judo range days, we should have just like. You got me in my underwear once, but <laughs> I was in my underwear almost every every show. So calm down. Everyone has to take one for the team. Fair. All right. So, uh, where do you get the idea of performing and getting into doing it yourself? Um, I mean, I was I was in the drama club in school, starting middle school, did going you through like, high school. Did you have a, like a favorite role that you did in that time? <laughs> we did for my uh, drama club show senior year. We got to do Monty Python's Dead Parrot sketch. Okay. Uh, because the school would not let us <laughs> do uh, Kevin Smith's flying car sketch. <laughs> Uh, because at some point it was something he wrote for one of the late night shows. I right, but which. I, you say that I'm like There's, it was that early. Yeah, I graduated high school 2002. So, huh? Um, for some reason, I thought Flying Car was much later than that. No, that was in that was probably 2001 because okay. I I had just gotten my license when I filmed it, and my dad wouldn't let me drive the hour and a half to Central Jersey to go film it. Hmm. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, they wouldn't let us because they were talking about diddling your peenie and that. Yeah. So uh, the school put yeah, the that's not a school thing. So we put on fake British accents and did the dead parrot sketch. How'd that go? Uh, <laughs> people seemed to like it. I almost I almost blew it by breaking, but um, went uh, well. And then uh, going into college, I did a couple of like one act plays. Uh, actually, Sue Taney, who does comedy sports, was mm-hmm. like the uh, the assistant director okay. for the, for the one act that I did uh, freshman year of college. Um, so that was a weird kind of connection coming back to it. But, you know, I always had that kind of bug, and I was playing playing music, working in bands for a while. Um, so being on stage was always kind of mm-hmm. very interesting to me. Um, where, where's your introduction to Philadelphia comedy? Like, what? how do you learn that comedy is a thing here in Philly? I literally just Googled it. <laughs> I, All right. I, I don't have an exotic story. So that's another I just, yeah, hash I, mark for Googling. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Mountain View Code Red. So what's, the, what's the first thing you find? Um, the first thing that I found was, uh, one of the fit house, uh, not the house team nights, but one of their, one of their show runs. It might've been a guilty pleasures, uh, night, guilty pleasures Mm -hmm. and TV party used to be together. And that might've been the first night I showed up. Uh, and at that point I was like, this is unbelievably weird. I have to be a part of it. Um, and that was back, I mean, it was obviously Brennan Kennedy. Was that at Shubin? Yeah, that was still at the Shubin. All right, um, so we're, we're in the Shubin era of the fit. Yeah. Uh, what, what's your first step after that? 
Um, my first step after that is just kind of hanging around. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I started doing stand up just for you know as a tourist basically. Like where, where are you doing? There were a bunch of open mics that I would go to. Um, Urban Saloon up in Fairmount was mm. one that I would go to a lot. Um, excuse me, that exchange uh, open mic that. Uh, 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 is that the Chris one that McGrail, McGrail and to, uh, Dan Vitrano used to run? Yeah. Um, where, where the bar got closed down the one night. They, and they just like, did it on the side of the... Yeah. yeah, they never showed up to uh, actually do the thing. Yeah, my girl was talking about... Uh, he was telling me the story of how there's just mail piling up. Yeah. And they're like, all right, we'll just do it over here. Yeah, this is probably a bad sign. Hey, here's this weird <laughs> park where, like, <laughs> some homeless dude is going to push his shopping cart across somebody's set. Yeah. Uh, weirdest I, heckler ever. Was your first... Do you, do you do any of the improv... Classes? I did not do it. the on, literally the only time I've done an improv class uh, was when uh, Kevin McDonald came to do that improv to sketch okay. uh, workshop. Okay, that's that's a little bit later on. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so sketch one hundred and one. Brian Kelly. Yes. Was there anyone else in that class that is still doing things? Had done um, things? Who was in that? I want to say. I I know I worked with Brianna Kelly on something. Uh, for that class, that was that would have been the, um, the no. Kevin Allison class. Okay, I don't know, I don't, dude. All I'm, right. I'm so high right now. Right. I can't even. <laughs> no, you're not. I am not. You're an elected official, or <laughs> trying to be. Knock that stuff off. Nah. Um, all right, so Sketch 101, we meet doing Kevin Allison's yes. uh, master class. He comes down from New York. It was an eight week. It was an eight week class leading up to a show. Yes. Uh, do you remember what your sketch was in the final uh, show? It was, uh, I, I don't recall the name of it, but it was like kids running around a neighborhood pretending to be cops, but like okay. actually. <laughs> I thought it was one <laughs> of no, it was It was actual cops, but behaving like they were just having like a yeah. big game of tag or something. I, like what, what are your memories of that oh, experience? <laughs> other, was, like, I mean, I've talked about the, we've talked about the class with other people before. Uh, Matt J was in it, Brianna Kelly, um, Aubrey Williams, yeah. Carl Bacuti was in it. Um, uh, Mark Dames, Pat Shostak, uh, Drew Devianko. Like, yeah. there's a there's like eleven people in yeah, this class. Yeah, and basically we were all assigned Alicia Sh uh, Sawyer. Uh, we were all basically uh, one sketch from everyone would get into the final show. Yes. Okay. What's your memory of how that night went? That night. Um, I remember blowing one of my lines at the very end of the sketch <laughs> that I wrote, um, which still sticks in my craw. Um, but overall, you know, it was just kind of a little bit more laissez-faire than I thought it was going to be. Where there, it was, he was trying to give as much control to us as yeah. possible, which may or may not have been a good thing. Yeah, because <laughs> a lot of us hadn't ever really done exactly. much together, so you know, we were all trying and failing or trying and succeeding. Exactly, and I get I. I get why you would want people to just kind of make their own mistakes. Because like that was my first organized show. Like the first time I ever did any organized comedy. Um, were you, you were, were you one of the milk boy? Was I? Did you drench no, yourself? In milk? No, I don't recall. I don't recall pouring milk over myself. Okay. I feel like I would remember that. My memory is not the best, but um, <laughs> I feel like that because would be. that, that show culminates in a sketch where two people are just pouring milk on top of themselves. Yes. As I run off stage with a baby doll, uh, <laughs> to be as weird as possible. I'm almost sure one of them was Brianna Kelly, but uh, um, was Drew, I think so. Maybe I think it was Brianna. The other? I don't know. 
Uh, it was Drew's sketch for sure. Okay. Uh, you better uh, take the bullet if it's his sketch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we do out of that class comes judo range at least the incarnation that we were part of yeah the i believe matt j sends out an email to a bunch of people mm-hmm. and the people that showed up hung out and all right so judo range let's talk about judo range oh boy <laughs> all right so you're in, all right so you want to do comedy you get an invite to do this group and we start working together and we're i i think we're pretty prolific i think we did in the the brief amount of time that we were together, I feel like we did a lot of shows and stuff. Yeah, it was like it, I think we averaged like one a month or something. At least, like, that. Yeah. like you know, n- even if we're not counting like theme shows and yeah. uh, sketch ups and stuff. So, all right, judo range for you. How'd it go? How'd you? I and and I I don't mean to date us here, but um, you know I don't know when this is going up, but we're recording like the week after the show with Matt J come, came out. Yeah. Um, and it, what he said was exactly right in that we were all basically like baby people still. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, it was my first experience working with a group uh, for, you know, any sort of like writing purposes. Um, and I think everybody kind of wanted to steer things a little bit their direction and none of us really had the mechanism to kind of discuss that in a real way. Right. Um, so everybody just kind of, you know, the resentment kind of boiled over uh, <laughs> in some pretty unhealthy ways. Um, yeah, I can probably say that. I don't think I was ever, like, resentful um, of people's material getting on. There were other things I resented. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not saying the material. Pretty much all of the material that we ever put out, I am still a big fan of. Like, <laughs> um, like I know, like... There were more issues with us gathering. I, yes. Like I, w- I was always annoyed when people were late, or like, and late's going to ha- happen, or yeah, especially when you're dealing with that many people who yeah. have that many different things going on. Uh, you know, coming from real jobs to hang like exactly to meet up in a place in South Street that has no electricity. Oh my god, that for like a I had month. Forget- I had forgotten that that place existed. I had done such a good job of kind of just like <laughs> just cramming it down into my psyche. <laughs> completely blocked it out. But yeah, there was like. <laughs> One rack of vintage clothes, a couple bins of, of vinyl records, yeah, it was the and least like a prepared, table in the back. Least com- prepared consignment shop ever. Oh my god! Um, but but Judah Range doesn't last very long. We did nine months, a ton of shows. We did weird things. Yes, um, yes, <laughs> definitely that. Yeah, there was a gorilla suit at one point. There yes. was. Uh, I, my my wife made me sell that gorilla suit. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you about it because. There's a there's a sketch that a friend of mine has that has a gorilla portion. I was just like, nice. oh man, if Dieva has a, the gorilla suit, <laughs> no. it's gonna be so much easier for me. That was hanging in my closet <laughs> for the longest friggin' time, and <laughs> it just like every time my wife would go into the closet, it would scare her. Just so she was like, you need to get rid of this. Put so it in another closet. One of her, one of her, <laughs> it was the only one in the apartment we had at the time. Um, but one of her coworkers wanted to do like Donkey Kong for Halloween, so I was just like, yeah, give me like thirty bucks. <laughs> That's probably a decent deal then. Yeah. Um, we, you, there was a sketch that you had that we actually shot, and I don't know if it ever mm. got into shows or if it's online. And like, I know I have it because yeah. I'm the one that edited it. Uh, Wild America. Oh boy! I, I believe we call, you called it. I think we we did that at the American Breakfast Judo Range show. Uh, it's very I'm pretty uh, sure that was okay. the only time that it, that ever showed. So you had, you had written this video piece of two 
it's it's a nature documentary, which I'll put online. I'll, if oh. if I can't find it online, it's going up. <laughs> if you have to, I'm, I'm going to. <laughs> uh, where you, it's you, it's a, a nature documentary. You know, a rich in Edinburgh kind of thing of two guys with beards. And they tussle beards like yeah. as if they're ram's horns. Like, like yeah, like locking antlers. In. I believe you drink water from one of the fountains in Warehouse Park. <laughs> not, not not something I'd recommend. At least you know aping it. <laughs> uh, so all right, what's that idea? Where where does that come from? Like bearded I just, guys. I just like the idea of absurdity intrigues me just as a general concept mm-hmm. um so kind of taking something that you know taking taking something like that and just making it what's the weirdest thing i could possibly do um you know with with the resources that we have yeah <laughs> um you know and just kind of like hey i bet <laughs> dudes ramming each other's chins into one another in the middle of a public space is going to be you know trying to get shots without other people in the background to make sure that they're clean and yeah exactly um all right so judo range ends yes which i still kind of feel guilty about why why do Um, you feel guilty because and this is almost definitely a me thing but um you know like right towards the end uh my girlfriend at the time my wife currently spent a Right. I spent a month in the hospital. Right. And after that, my priorities changed like super fast. I okay. Um, I don't think you have anywhere to be blamed. I mean, within like I remember, I, I remember that being an issue. I remember that you. And I think we might have had to like cancel a show because of it or something like that. I don't, I don't because know. I was like completely unavailable. Because but. all right, like that's how I remember the end of Judah Range. Matt J disappears. Yes. Uh, and he's talked about it, and he wasn't, you know, yes. a solid person at that yes. point. I mean, none, none of us were, and we all, for, well, I forgive him anyway. Well, well, that's <laughs> where I was like, that's why I asked him. I was like, did we fire you, or did we just stop talking to you? Like, and I couldn't remember. I uh, think it was like every every relationship I had until I was like 28, just, <laughs> where it's just like, eh, I'm not going to call you anymore. Just, yeah, just ignore it. Uh, and then we do, uh, Promania happens and all the fallout for that. Oh, boy. Uh Chris and McGrew and Coletta decide that they they're gonna split off. Yeah, and then there's not much else that you, me, Ian, and Devont can do. Like, yeah, I think so, I think I might have tried doing something for like you know 20 minutes with Ian and Devont, but mm-hmm. at that point, I just kind of I just kind of completely fell off the map. Because like uh, judo range, I wasn't even there for the last show. Which I don't think we ever advertised as the last show, but I think we no, all knew. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure it had officially been said, but right. like we all kind of knew. Uh, <laughs> we had gotten into Philly Sketchfest, which was in yeah. November of that year, and I had already planned a vacation, so I was like, I'm not going to be there. So yeah. enjoy, like have fun, guys. Yeah, and I think that was where I think I think the, that it was in the back of all of our minds. Like it hadn't been officially stated this is our last show, yeah. but like. You know, we when we were planning that, we were like, okay, what's the stuff that has gotten the best reaction? Yeah, in the past? And I, I think let's try some super weird stuff. Like, I think Devont just kind of made me breakfast the entire time that yeah, I ate during like the curtain that. call. Because <laughs> I, I I know you guys had done a retweet, which is one of my things. The oh, I don't know if I remember that. I'm sorry. <laughs> retweets the one where uh, I'm sick, and I and it's you it's you and me. We did it. Yeah, I'm tr- every time we did it. So oh, I'm shit. sick in bed. Oh God, I'm mortified right now. Looking <laughs> you in the eye. <laughs> I'm, 
it's five years ago. It's it's fine. All right. I'm I'm sick in bed. You're supposed to go get my medicine, but you're super excited that a celebrity retweeted you. Yes. Oh God. Oh God. Uh Alfonso Ribeiro. I think we I think yes. we settled on Alfonso Ribeiro. Yeah, so we needed somebody just like kind of medium famous. Right. Um, you know, just famous enough where he might do this. Yes. Uh <laughs> and I think that last show, I think Ian took my spot. That sounds right. Or, you know, however it went. Um Okay, so what what do you, what's making you laugh now? Since you you're kind of out of it, you're I'm trying to drag you back in, but you haven't done anything in a while. So yeah. what are you watching? What's at this point? I'm I'm taking a deep dive into a lot of the English stuff that I missed out on the first lap around. Um, you know, way more Fry and Laurie. Mm-hmm. I'm finally watching Peep Show, um, which I've completely skipped before. Um, and I'm going back. There's a lot of you know, pretty much anything involving somebody with the last name McElroy is making me laugh like a crazy person Mac- at this point. Oh, the... Uh, yeah, the, the My Brother, My Brother okay. and Me guys. Yeah, right, right, uh, right. They had a show on CISO. They've, they do a bunch of... They do like a Dungeons & Dragons podcast that's like my favorite thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm going... And I'll still go back every now and then and just like make sure that the kids in the hall is the funniest thing that I've ever seen. And it definitely still is. Still is. <laughs> um, what, what's, what's a kids in the hall sketch that jumps out for oh you? Oh my God. My, f- uh, one of the, f- the one where it's, uh, Bruce giving fatherly advice to his son, uh, takes him out to the rock in the middle of the field and gets pathetically drunk and just starts yelling, you know, like broke my hand on a pineapple. Didn't even care. And just oh. like, <laughs> Doesn't sound familiar to me. It's amazing. Who, is it uh, is it an actual kid or is it? Yeah, it's like it's like a twelve year old kid. It's, okay, like the it's, the, 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 the it's prem- not Bruce dressed up. No, the premise is that it's his son. It's Bruce's son's thirteenth birthday, so it's the day he becomes a man. So he gets to go out to the rock in the middle of the field and watch <laughs> his father get pathetically drunk. Okay, okay. Um, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, um, highly highly recommended. <laughs> All right. It's uh, so. What are you doing now without doing comedy? Like, oh man. I mean, you mentioned you got married. Yeah. You work in I, green energy, your yeah. middle management. <laughs> Literally, I, I moved to the suburbs, got married. You got you know. boring, you told me. Yeah, grew a beard to cover my puffy, you, compromising for, face. You always had a beard. <laughs> and I was always kind of fat. Too, yeah, so you can't blame those two. Yeah. No, just like, you know, that's that's kind of what I'm focusing my time on is... Real life. Yeah, exactly, you know. It, Real responsibilities. Yeah, try, and, try to save the world as much as I can at work. Try to, you know, maintain healthy relationships with the people that I love and trying to, you know, <laughs> make the world a very slightly better place than it was when I woke up that day. Hmm. Which is a really fucking uphill climb right now, <laughs> and I'm just hosting a podcast. So <laughs> that's my contribution. You're bringing you're bringing joy to no, the people. I'm not. <laughs> All right, uh, I enjoy it. So. <laughs> um, I ask everybody, and it's been a while, like, and you haven't been on stage in a bit, and you haven't done anything for a bit. Uh, why'd you do it? Um, I think originally it was some sort of attention-seeking behavior, mm-hmm. um, which you know. But you had meant like I mean you'd done a drama in high school and everything, yeah, so like has it was, always been for me when I would when I would get up on stage and I wasn't Mike, like that was way more comfortable for me than just going about my daily business as okay. Mike. So you know we're not we're not prepared to go into the deep psychological things here. I'm not but, I'm not a therapist, but we can do whatever you want. We can. <laughs> Let me lie back on this couch. 
<laughs> you can bring up however you, how however this goes. No, but, Go for it. You know, it was it was very much like you know, the escapism and the, you know, kind of get to be somebody else for a little bit mm-hmm. uh, is what got me into performing at, at the beginning. As far as comedy specifically, it was just, well, I've always enjoyed it. It's, you know, a way that I can get that immediate feedback from people. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I may as well give it a shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, I mean, when, you, when you're performing drama, like, when you're performing a drama, there isn't that energy that laughter conveys that, exactly. that you know that's an immediate way like you must have to wait till the end of the of the show to know that you're doing well versus i mean maybe that's the case i've never yeah. done drama so i, yeah. I could I mean, be completely the on- wrong the only immediate feedback you can get is if you get a gasp in the middle yeah, of the show because right, like, you're not gonna you're gonna you're not gonna see people's faces with the lights yeah. up there so um you had mentioned doing stand-up or at least mm-hmm. trying to do stand-up do you remember any of the stand-up jokes that you uh, I did exactly two booked shows in my life. Uh, Alejandro Morales put me on a show at that place, Taboo, that mm-hmm. he was running for a little while. Um, and then Carolyn Busa booked me at a show over in New Jersey at one point. Literally the only two times that I ever got, <laughs> it wasn't just like show up and put your name on the list. Was there, when at, you know, the, the difference between writing jokes and writing sketch, like writing stand-up mm-hmm. and writing sketch, was there a difference for you? Like Oh, absolutely. Like, all right, talk about that a little bit. Like, what, um, what what's... Did you have like a joke pile versus a, a sketch idea pile? It was almost uh, to a point, um, you know, it, it kind of became obvious, you know, this is not going to work as like this is this is good as like three sentences. Mm-hmm. But as far as, you know, filling up four pages of, right. a, of a script, this is never going to, you know, be, be able to be drawn out like that. I would say it doesn't um, need to be four pages. But. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I came to the blackout sketch late in life. Yeah. Um, so did I, (laughs) but you know, they were kind of more, almost more compartmentalized time wise for me. Like I was doing stand up because I was, you know, waiting for people to come along that I could work with. Right. And then once I started getting involved in taking the sketch classes, the stand up almost fell completely by the wayside. So, you know, it was, it was a little more compartmentalized than that, but there was definitely, there were some ideas that you would have, uh, that I would have when I was writing stand up where it was like, this is never going to work as a short thing. I need to set this aside for, you know, being, being its own sort of living, breathing thing. Wow. That sounds pretentious as fuck. That's, that's the truth. (laughs) Yeah, I guess doing this is a little pretentious at times. Um, and again, it's been it's been a bit. So, what is something that you could pass on? What's a bit of information? What's something that you've learned from comedy, either existential life lesson or just a practical bit of? I think that actually, as someone who tried it and then stopped, I think I've actually got a, a, a little bit better of a perspective on this sure. uh, than than People you know are somebody who's right in the middle of it. Not to like you know minimize them or anything like that, um, but you know. It really shows me that you, if you're going to do this and, you know, whether it's a hobby or whether you're trying to make it a career, it is a significant time commitment. Yeah. You need to be willing to put in the time. You need to be willing to, you know, do your reps and, you know, just write, write garbage. You know, yeah. it's, it, there's going to be a lot of garbage. You can edit garbage, though, um, and just put in the time and show up to shows and get on stage. You know, I there came a point where I was no longer able to do that, which is why 
I ended up falling out of it. Yeah. Um, but that, that I think is by far the most important thing. You know, it doesn't necessarily matter how good of a performer you are, how good of a writer you are. I mean, it does to an extent, but the single most important thing is just getting practice and getting on stage. And, you know, at the end of the day, I was less able to do that than I, I needed to be. Yeah. Real life took over. Yeah. All right. Um, did I miss anything? Um, I don't think so. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Josh. Okay, so Mike is pretty much out of the comedy scene, but if you want to check out the Wild America sketch that we talked about, I've uploaded it on the My First Sketch YouTube page and embedded it at myfirstsketch.com. And there are a few other of the Judo Ranges videos up at youtube.com slash judo range comedy. I checked. It's still active. They're still there. If you want to hang out with me and see some fun comedy, I'll definitely be heading to the Secret Pants Show, which is titled Unrehearsed at Fit Comedy, this Friday at 1030. But if you can't go on Friday, you can go on Saturday at 1030. Tickets available at fitcomedy.com. And don't forget, my first sketch live at Philly Podfest on July 23rd at Fit's second stage, 4.30 p.m. with very special guests, the incredible shrinking Matt and Jackie. Tickets are available at myfirstsketch.com slash July 23. My First Sketch is a Philly Sketchfest production. You can find out more information at phillysketchfest.com or on Twitter at phlsketchfest. Also, for more information about comedy in Philly, head to watercooler.com. The music on this episode is by the band Nono, which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. And you can like my first sketch on Facebook. This is Josh Iam. Thanks for listening. Go see some comedy. <laughs>